You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Courtney, and if I worked at a circus, I would be a human mermaid. Hi, my name is Allison, and if I worked at a circus, I would sell popcorn. (laughs) And we are Courtney and Allison of the circus, known as the Devil X-Files, in which we look at the X-Files, a series by Chris Carter. And this is episode uh, 20 of season two. Of season two, called Humbug. Humbug. And I'm a little dejected, Allison. Yeah. Because we do predictions and we've been gaining points, and you got a really, really, really big point with episode 19 and then Go Ship. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had it on lock because this episode's named Humbug, and I thought for sure it's going to be like Christmassy. Uh, and it wasn't, it was the opposite of Christmassy. Instead of the spirit of giving, the spirit of taking away our hearts (laughs) and our minds and our sanities. Humbug, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the Netflix description for you. The agents search for a killer in a Florida town inhabited by sideshow performers. Um, Now, I do want to talk about this for a moment because as soon as I saw the opening, the cold open, um, I had some... Childhood flashbacks. <laughs> um, I know this little, the little creature of the week. Uh, I have seen it in my dreams since I was like, I don't know, 8, 10, 13, however old I was when I saw this. And I still have that image in my head today as a 30-year-old woman. Oh, God. And it's funny because I guess in my mind I mixed up this little guy, this little creature, uh, with the fluke man. Mm-hmm. And I kind of combined them into one being. Like, I could see this little thing crawl through the toilet and eat your ass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we saw the fluke man and the fluke man wasn't too spooky, I was like, oh, we're fine. Then I, maybe I was imagining things wrong. And and then this episode came and I got, I got a little spooked and I think I'm going to be a little spooked. Oh, no. And it was so, it's so stupid, guys. It's so stupid it's it, so stupid it pooked you what can you it, do it, it right pooked me Ugh. uh so let's do the cold open because it was kind of cool yeah we both had a similar reaction to this why why don't you why don't you tell us what the camera views okay the camera view is there are two kids playing in a pool splashing and having fun uh and there is uh someone in like behind a tree watching them um, and we can tell... And his skin is a little weird. Yeah, his skin is a little weird, uh, kind of scaly. And the first thing I say is, first of all, why is no one watching these children at night alone in a pool? It's not safe. Yeah. And then it turns out this monster cam, who we think is going to be the monster of our week, uh, is actually one of the kids' dads. He's, he's both their dads. Oh, they're both their the dads? They're brothers? And so, gosh, Chris Carter, you sure, you sure got us to judge someone based on their appearance. Yeah, you really turned us on our heads. We're not really pushed us right off our high horse. I feel bad that we got, we got twisted around like that. I feel real bad. 
did it work? Did they do something that worked, Allison? I don't... Are we just tired? I don't know if it's just that they've built on our, like, that we're... Our expectations are built on what they've already shown us. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Like, we, we know monster cam equals monster. Yeah. And then Chris Cutter's like, yes, haha, you'll think about this and it's not gonna be it. There's gonna be something else. It's gonna be a little demon child that's in someone's body. Ha ha ha, you'll never, you'll never catch me. I'm Chris Carter. And then he runs away. Yeah. yeah. And then we never catch him. And then we never catch him. We don't want to catch him. No. We just want him to go away. Uh, so yeah, it turns out that this is the alligator man. And I have issues with that. Yep. Because the real alligator man is named Jake. Yes. And he li- lives in Long Beach, Washington. Uh-huh. And he's my boyfriend. Yes, accurate. My dear, dear, sweet alligator man, Jake the Alligator Man. Yep, and I have a hat with him on it. You do have a hat with him on it. Um, You guys got to Google this, Jake the Alligator Man. Uh, He's one of my favorite things growing up. He lives in Marsh's Free Museum, which is a weird taxidermy... What would you call that? Like, um, Oddity's House. Yeah. Uh, And he... Um, has lived there ever since, and every year on his birthday, they have the Wife of Jake contest, <laughs> uh, and they have a parade, and they eat cake, and um, it's it's a it's great fun. Now I'm assuming you've never won the Wife of Jake contest because you're just his girlfriend. I am just I'm his side piece. Oh, I'm his lady on the side. Oh, Jake. Uh, now <laughs> please Google, please stop like stop this episode and Google Jake the Alligator Man because once you see his crunchy crunchy self. You'll know how beautiful he is, truly. <laughs> um, Jake the Alligator Man is actually uh, one of those P.T. Barnum-esque Fijian mermaid taxidermy atrocities. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I sent you pictures, and you think it's a real human child. Well, it was hard to tell from the pictures, okay. but, it, I mean, they were it definitely, to me, had, like, human-esque bone markers. Yeah, so it's kind of a mummified piece of an alligator and then attached to the top of a human. Um and there was, it ran in the National Enquirer, I think. Mm-hmm. And there was also a follow-up piece named The Son of Jake, where it has a little picture of, like, him and then a little baby Jake. It was Aww. really cute. <laughs> and there's an imposter Jake the Alligator Man that lives in the Seattle Oddities Museum, and that's not the true Alligator Man. Jake is the only true Alligator why is, Man. Why can there only be one? It's like the Highlander. Oh, if Jake kills the other one, he becomes him. No, yeah, there can only be one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why this alligator man is false. False advertising. That is not an alligator man. No. No. Because there can only be one. Uh, well, I, I mean, really, uh, this alligator man is killed. Yes. <laughs> so Jake could be the only one. Yes. Uh, we get another. It was actually kind of neat because mm-hmm. the same camera views we got with the dad, it started with this new monster it starts with the hand on the tree branch or whatever. Yeah, it was exactly the same. And then he goes in the pool and he s- swims right out to him and he tries to get right into his tummy. Yep, he sure does. Uh, and as soon as I saw the, I knew, I remembered. I had these flashbacks of what was going to happen. Oh, no. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Um, okay, that was the cold open. Yeah. I know that word. Okay. Um... We go to the funeral of the former alligator man. Yes. You tie-tie. Yes. Come on. Gotta wake up. I'm gonna rally. I'm gonna rally. We're at the funeral. Oh, man. This funeral is kind of funny, you guys. 
Uh, not for the reasons they intended it to be. No, because they got Scully and Mulder got to the funeral, and then we see a bunch of like white dudes, and then we see a a kid with um like day glue hair. We're like, oh, this kid, what's this kid doing? <laughs> and then on the other side, you have performers. Yeah, and you have um people who are very tall. You have a bearded woman. You have um. I don't know. What else did he see? What else? But it's weird because it's almost, this is, it's almost comedic. Mm-hmm. Scully and Mulder are looking around the crowd like, oh. Oh, these people are different from these us. These people are different from us. And it's like, guys. Guys, just, can you be cool? This is a funeral. Can you be cool for one second? This is a funeral, you guys. Yeah. And it was really gross already how they looked at all these performers um and i don't like it no and then in the middle of the funeral another performer who is a blockhead um comes up from the ground yeah he comes up from underneath the... and he stabs himself yeah he stabs himself in the chest with a railroad uh, spike i f- forget his name but we're gonna call him chris angel mind freak yeah yeah because that's about his character well his name was dr blockhead so oh, yeah it? It, it is pretty much just and i think i think um molder said at one point and he doesn't have a phd actually god molder do you think really what does he have a phd in molder well he did i mean who knows like geography yeah don't judge a book by your cover by his cover by their cover molder molder that's what we learned this episode that's the lesson that chris carter is trying to stuff down our throats the entire episode, but it just feels heavy-handed, ham-handed, and weird. Yeah. And hollow. And hollow. Did it feel weird to you? Yeah, oh, yeah. It absolutely felt weird. Like, it's like the... Oh. The um, message that... The, the basic message is, these performers... Though they may look different from you and me, they're people too. Which is a, I mean, it's a great message, but when you know it's written by someone who is not affected by these issues, it just comes out hollow. Yeah, well, I think the worst part, probably the the worst part for me was when um, after the funeral, they're talking to the sheriff of the town. Yeah. And he and Scully just throw out the word normal about 20 different times. Yeah, and even the, and the, so the, the sheriff is a champion of these performers and he even uses the term these people and really heavy heavy handedly yeah and it just kind of, it's really weird uh it made me feel uncomfortable mhm me too um and there's a lot of at the moment there's in especially in the united states um and in the east coast where these quote unquote freak shows were very abundant there's kind of a movement to take them back mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to talk about one of the men who kind of championed that as well um and they work so hard to take back um what was something that was very abusive towards them yeah and this episode who is written probably written by i don't know who I think it was written by Howard Gordon and Alex Gandalf. Okay. So, um, probably two people who have, I, I would assume, have never worked at a freak show. or yeah. at a, And it's just, it's 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 weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a weird vibe. It's got a really weird vibe. And the worst, like, the one, one thing is that I was reading um, in my book 
that this is like one of the first like comedic episodes that they tried to do. This is comedic? Apparently. I What? What? Yeah. Wait, no. Wait. Um the um what book is this, Allison? What uh, book? this is The Truth Is Out There, the official guide to the X Files, which covers season one and two. Okay. Um Can you read that to us? Yes, I can. If it's somewhere. Ooh, it there's that is. there's that baby brother yeah, thing. That baby brother. Oh, oh boy. So um here's what it says for backstory. Undoubtedly bizarre, this foray into dark comedy grew out of a suggestion by Glenn Morgan to his brother Darren to do an episode about circus freaks. Darren watched a tape of the Jim Rose Circus, casting Rose and the Enigma, neither of whom had acted before, in key roles. After that, the extras casting folks, quote, beat the bushes, end quote, as director Kim Manners put it, to find the other characters featured. Um, and then... Beat the bushes, what does that yeah, mean? I don't know, but I don't care for it. <laughs> uh, Manners, who directed only one of the X-Files previously, admits to being taken back aback by the notion of doing a comedic version, which Carter, ever fond of baseball analogies, has likened to throwing the show's audience a knuckleball. Whatever the pitch, Humbug proved a major hit with fans. Um, I laugh probably more in dot com yeah than i did definitely here. more in dot com uh i laughed at space we laughed at fucking a lot of episodes i don't think i threw out a chuckle in this one what was supposed to be funny was it was the chris angel mind freak supposed to be funny oh they definitely intended him to be a comedic character he was just being a douchebag though yes and then also i think the ending was meant to be quite humorous Ugh. Okay. Which is why I did that sarcastic laugh at the end. Ha 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 ha. Well, um, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, so that was a thing. And then uh, I guess while they're talking to the sheriff, they get that brochure where they see the it, illustrations. It was a menu. It was a menu for the restaurant. Oh, was it? Yeah. And this is my this is my question. Mulder, uh, he's looking through this menu and he's like, wow, that specific drawing interests me. Mm-hmm. And then he steals the menu, and then he shows it to Psychobilly Freak. Oh, no, he, that's, no, 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 no. No? No, no, no. Um, so he sees the menu. Yes, he's interested by the drawing, but he looks at who drew it. Yeah. And it was drawn by the Psychobilly guy. Okay. That's why they go talk to him. That's why they go talk to him. I don't know what it has to do with anything. What does it have to do with anything? Like, why? I, I just said I don't know. Why this? Why that illustration? Like, does he, this is the jump in, like, conscience that I don't like. Yeah. When Mulder makes a guess of something, and then he explains what it is, and then it's that thing. Or, like, how did he get to this point in his knowledge? Oh. What? Does it say on your sweet book? I love that book, by the way. It does, but it doesn't make any sense. It says he was interested in the idea of the Fijian mermaid because the top half, uh, it, previously they've used like a chimpanzee or, or something from that family. Yeah. Um, and apparently the tracks that the creature left, they felt were similar. To a fake thing. Yes. And then, yeah, so Hepcat is this... Um, is it Hipcat or Hepcat? Hepcat. Oh, I thought it was Hipcat. No, it's Hepcat. Psychobilly Hipcat. That's way better. Um, so he runs, basically he makes all of the art that goes in. 
um, what the sheriff calls a fun house, but what Hepcat is adamant is a tabernacle of terror. Yeah, that was pretty, I guess, ha ha ha, ha ha ha, that was so funny, ha ha. Twas not. Uh, well, no, it was a funny episode, <laughs> Allison, don't you get it? Oh, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Ha, oh, ha, God, ha. oh, God. I want to say that this was probably the workshop that uh, the X-Files crew worked in. Yeah. To do all the funny parts. I wouldn't be surprised. Guys, clear out. We got to film here. Um, and so they they say, hey, uh, Mulder says, hey, do you know anything about the Fijian mermaid? And Scully doesn't know about it either. I find it hard to believe that people don't know about the Fijian mermaid. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm weird and I know a lot about it, but I feel like it's something in our popular culture that we know. Like as much as it depends on the person. As much as like the jackalope and that sort and like hairy trout and that sort of like taxidermy stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was so big. Um, I'm surprised. Like Mulder knows fucking everything, but he doesn't know about this. Yeah. And why does he harp on the Fijian mermaid? I guess because of the tracks, but that's so stupid. Yeah, it is really stupid. So, in case you don't know, um, and I'm making wide general assumptions, uh, the Fijian mermaid was created by P.T. Barnum in his American Museum in uh, in Coney Island uh, to display as one of those big feature items. Um, and what they did say about it was true. Apparently, it did look very, very bad. It was not well put together. Yeah. Um, so, um, they did get that correct, but it did draw a lot of people. Uh, can I tell you another fun, really, really, really cool thing about, um, the Coney Island and, and P.T. Barnum? Absolutely. Uh, he, um, inspired the first baby incubators. Really? Yes. They actually used those as part of, um... I don't think it was a Barnum thing, but in that Coney Island area, they had baby incubators. When the babies come out fresh, they put them in the little incubator. And it was like an attraction. People would go see babies in incubators. Wow. Yeah, in in Coney Island or New Jersey or around there. And it was like an attraction, like a freak show. Like, look at these babies in the incubators. This is crazy. And the popularity of that uh, spawned out the use of them in hospitals. Because they discovered that they were actually... They were actually good. Um, I don't know the history of how it came about, how they got there, but mm-hmm. it was, like, a huge, big att- attraction. Baby hmm. incubators. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Way cooler than what was happening in this episode. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I think, yeah, they talked to Hepcat, and then the next thing that happened is that I got excited about a dog. Is that, was that, do we say it was Oogie? I think you said it was Oogie. We have not uh, substantiated that. You check and I will chat about what happened near this dog. Yeah, can you, but, no, it doesn't look like, uh, does it look like Oogie? No, it wasn't Oogie. It was an Oogie. It was Um, an Oogie imposter. It was an, it was a faux Oogie. Uh, Oogie, in case you guys don't know, is the Jack Russell Terrier from, uh, Frasier. And I heard that he was not great. Yeah, I also heard that. He died not too long ago. Well, buzzkills. <laughs> he died at age 13. That's really old for a dog. <laughs> um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay, so they, I guess the place Wait, that they whoa, stay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, sorry. Oogie published a memoir. What? Named, what? Named My Story. What? Oh my god, this changes everything. This changes everything we ever knew about dogs. Dogs can write? Dogs have stories? Dogs can cognitively remember these stories and put them on the page? 
This is exactly what Chris Carter was trying to teach us in this episode. Don't judge a dog by its... Just because the dog, just because Oogie is different from us... Does it... We all look different on the outside, but we're all the same inside. Exactly. So Oogie is a human inside a dog suit? I'm not sure. It ran away for... This whole th- concept <laughs> ran away from me. Um, so... Well, that means that's very tragic because if Uggy was a man in a dog suit, it was only 13 years old. That's not very old for a human to live. Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm taking out this Uggy thing. Done. We're done with Uggy. Okay. We're done. Uggy's done. Um, yeah, okay. So Mulder and Skelly go to this trailer park where they're going to be staying. Um, the guy who runs the trailer park is Michael Anderson, who uh, you may know from Twin Peaks. He played the man from another place. Oh, that's where I recognized him from. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so he... Can I just say I'm really thankful that they had little people play little people characters? Yes. And it wasn't oh, someone... Oh, actually, um, uh, Michael Anderson has uh, osteoplasmosis or, or something. Um, yeah. It's a different... Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, it's a different condition. Cool. Um, but it uh, has to do with when your you, like your long bones are quite brittle and they break off and, and it reduces your stature. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so he, but yeah, there were other but other I, people. But in I, this episode. I appreciate that you are hiring actors. That well, some of them. I mean, that yeah. guy in the museum was obviously that was makeup. Oh, that was definitely makeup. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Michael Anderson was just. <laughs> Hanging around the Pacific Northwest after yeah, Twin Peaks, <laughs> just, just and he probably him. knew David Duchovny. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about David Duchovny in Twin Peaks. Absolutely not. Absolutely no, no way. Not. Um, uh, yeah. So he, uh, Michael Anderson, did a great job in this episode. The only thing is that he was like the dialogue in this episode was so rough. It was like he was a mouthpiece for this writer who was trying to preach about about how like Mulder shouldn't judge him because he's different and like oh I can judge you because you're wearing a suit and tie so that probably means you're like like uh with- FBI agent he actually yeah. said FBI agent yeah and and Mulder's like well I am one I know and that was the frustrating thing is that after Michael Anderson had his lines it was like boom roasted and then Mulder was like, oh, well, I am Lynn, and he pulled out his badge. I'm like, okay, so whose side are we on here? So are we saying that we should judge people by how they look? Yeah. And just, like, it's one of those things where you wonder, like, the writers, whether the writers want to, like, really look at that issue or whether they just want to make fun of it or just well, it tell is jokes. Well, it is a comedic episode. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's my bad. It is a comedic episode. Of course. Of course. Of course. So we should laugh at this. Yes. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. And then, so they get the, a man named Lenny takes them to their trailers. No, it's not Lenny. It's... Lanny. Lanny. The, similar, but but distinct from Lenny from Mice and Men. Yeah. So oh, Lanny. No. Uh, and Lanny... Who, who I recognize, and this is really weird, mm-hmm. uh, is the organ grinder from... Um, Batman Returns. Oh, my God. And I saw his face, and I knew it. That's amazing. And I looked it up, and that's where he's from. He's also from... He also was in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh. He's quite... He's an actor with, like, the face that suits that sort of stuff. Um, Oh, also, while we're talking about other roles people were in, I have to say, Michael Anderson was also... Yeah? ...in Mannequin 2 on the move, which I watched recently. That is not a movie that I would ever want to watch. No, it was awful. Ever, ever, ever. It was very awful. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, in case you guys, I don't know if I ever brought it up. I have automanophobia pretty bad. 
And that's kind of phobia of Uncanny Valley. So yeah. mannequins really do not do it for me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, I would never watch Mannequin. Or Mannequin 2. Or Mannequin 3. Is there a 3? I don't think there is. M- mannequin 3. Uh, the mannequining. Mm, yes, mm. perfect. <laughs> um, so Lanny is a fellow that takes him to their rooms. We can tell right off the bat that he uh, has a, something of a problem with alcohol consumption. Um, is that... Was that established? Well, he's just drinking out... Of, he's drinking out of a flask at the funeral. Oh. He's drinking as he takes him to their rooms. And then... Like, okay, I, I mean, that's how I live my life, so I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, They also kind of peek that... And he kind of has it covered, but that he has a... Uh, a, I guess they call it a parasitic twin syndrome? Did they say that? No, but he references his brother. Yeah, I think they're saying that it's like a conjoined conjoined situation. Because they talk about conjoined twins later. Yeah. Which I think is supposed to be like background for that. Okay. But this, but what he has would be parasitic twin yeah i don't it's like not, it's not a well i mean we know it's alive because it comes out from his body and fucking eats people yeah oh boy parasitic twin parasitic twin um yeah uh okay now we get some baby we get some weird oh, little yeah. brother little brother okay so hepcat is in his workshop yeah. And, oh, do you he's, want to describe the scene? Because you were very upset about it. He's getting his Psychobilly freak on. Yeah, he sure is. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, God. So, it's kind of cool shot, I will admit. He is fooling around with something, and he goes up to fix something, and down to fix something, and up to fix something, and coming into the window is this, like... Uh, little baby golem. Little, little, like... Little, What's Tater's precious? <laughs> little little golem, little little, little brother. It's kind of he's kind of piggish. Yeah, and um, very pink. Oh, and he's just he's so rubbery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just kind of peeking through the window. You know, he's played by Andy Circus. Oh, is he? Yeah, actually, by him. It's not CGI. It's no, Andy that's Serkis. that's Andy Circus. Legitimately, Andy Circus. <laughs> Thought I knew that biggie face somewhere. Um. Boy, he must have been busy between that and Titanic 2. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or Titanic 3. What, what did we establish? Titanic 2, 2 tie, 2 tannic. Okay, thank you. Um, so he goes, so the hip cat or hep cat hep goes cat. down and then he comes back up again and, and, and little brother is gone. And, oh, uh, attacks him. Just rips him apart. Oh, just, he just wants to go home. He wants to find his home. He's lost. <laughs> the little oh, baby's lost. It's upsetting. Okay, so this is when I had flashbacks like, oh, this is what this is. This, yeah. I wasn't scared of the fluke, man. I was scared of this thing, like, skittering around my apartment. Oh, my God. That's what I didn't like. And now, well, we'll see how I sleep tonight. Oh, gosh. Uh, this is when we meet um, the Enigma. Yeah, or as he is called in this episode, the Conundrum. <laughs> Because I guess he wanted to separate his professional life from his That's fair. other life. So would I. Uh, so, uh, so Mulder's going for a run, and he... He's real sweaty in the crotch area. very sweaty in the crotch, and he runs past this river, uh, and there's a man emerging from the river with a fish in his hands. River runs through it. I don't know. Thought I'd laid that out there. Does it hit? Is it good? It's funny? <laughs> it's perfect. Can I just say names of movies? Yeah, that... yeah, absolutely. Bridge Over the River Quad. Oh, yeah, very good. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh 
What is a river runs through it about? I don't know. Fishing. Clearly something a river runs through. What does it run through? Our hearts? I was going to say my butt, depending what I <laughs> ate. <laughs> oh, this is a comedic episode. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that into it. This, this, this x-files episode is very similar to this episode the double x-files episode which is also a comedic episode oh, it's a very comedic are you guys episode. laughing yet okay so the enigma or the conundrum <laughs> uh catches a fish and we get this really weird fisheye lens like yeah him eating a fish hey i mean i was into fish? that shot i thought it looked really cool <laughs> i like the fish was looking the fish was popping Sush- sashimi sashimi like Come on. Yeah. Also, I doubt very much that you would find a fish like that in Florida without, oh, being, absolutely without being eaten by a gator or an alligator gar. Not a damn chance. I've seen the news. Yeah. They, the, the gators are now invading, like, Disney World and shit. Yeah. They're eating babies. They're eating everything. So why did this guy not get it? I, I don't know. Because they film in Vancouver and all our alligators are in the sewer. That's true. Yeah. They come up out our turlets. Like this baby. Like this baby. Um, oh, man. The next thing I just wrote was, that was weird. So I don't really know what that's in the I to. know what it was. What was it? Okay. Lenny. No. Lonnie goes to Scully's trailer. And Scully doesn't have her oh, robe no. done up. And Lenny doesn't have his robe no. done up. So she's leering at his, like, twin and he's leering at his or boobies, and then they both look at each other like, "Oh no, we've been looking at each other." And then they do up each other. That was well, they do up so their own upsetting robes. What is the? Let's unpack this. What is the message here, writers? What did you want us to learn from this? <laughs> what? What? Like leering at women and also leering at people is all lives matter? Is that like? <laughs> All, all body part? Like, I don't understand. What is the message? I don't. Oh, honestly, there are so many layers to this that they didn't even think about. Like, sexual harassment is also, like, uh, I can't even make a connection. I didn't like it. I didn't care but, for it. Oh, no. it was super comedic. Oh, it was hilarious. Oh, it was so oh, funny. It was, ha, ha. I couldn't believe it. Ha, 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 ha. ha. I, I laughed ha. so hard to poop myself. Ha, 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 ha. I don't understand. No. I don't understand a lot of things. Okay, Blockhead. Let's go to Chris Angel Mind Freak. Yeah, let's talk about Chris Angel Mind Freak. <laughs> so they go... Uh, they hold on. Hold on. I love this because we both paused and looked at each other like, you talk about this. <laughs> my, my expression was, wait, what happened? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, we are so I think, dragging through this, you guys. Yeah, oh, my God. The, the gist of this was that they thought that only a contortionist could have gotten in to kill Hepcat. Was it established that Dr. Blockhead was a contortionist? Well, that's what happens now is they walk up and they see him wriggling out of a... Uh, that's a, a straight jacket, but that's not... Jacket. No, it isn't. It's not the same at all. That's but this like, show doesn't... This show don't care. No, this show don't care. No way, no how, no way. No way. The, the, I found out that the, um, the way you get out of a straitjacket is when you are being put into a straitjacket, you actually tense yourself up against it and oh. make yourself bigger, um, 
than you uh, as big as possible. So when the straight jacket gets put on you, when you kind of make yourself smaller, you have more wiggle room. That makes sense. That's specifically, you don't contort anything. Yeah. It's not like I can contort to get out of this thing so I can fit through a fucking window. Yeah. That was really stupid. It would be cooler if like he came out of a very small box. But oh, maybe because be cool. he's not a contortionist, so he couldn't do that. I don't know. So uh, they talk to him, and he says, oh, I'm a blockhead. Uh, he, um, Which is a technical term. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, nails a nail into his nose, and Mulder pulls it out. Yeah. Which I have done in which real Which you life. have done in real life. Yeah. I think we talked about that before, didn't we? Yeah, I think we, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they also introduce the, what's, what's, what are we called? The conundrum. The conundrum, and he's in his water thing. Barrel, and, and they say, oh, he's a geek, which is uh, someone who eats uh, animals on stage. Is that right? Well, no, a geek is, they, the term freak is kind of, like, you, it's their word, but yeah. also they use the word geek, and that's not just eating things, but I think it's also, like, people who have made themselves into oh okay yeah i'm pretty sure i'd have to look it up but um i know the performer the enigma who is the real actor he does champion the word freak but also uses the word geek oh okay so um, i thought it was like a like blockhead a particular type of it's performance. not it's it's a whole category of performers now. oh okay yeah. cool uh because you have you have people who were um when they were born they came out and they can't change themselves sort of thing yeah and then people who consider themselves geeks i believe it's they kind of created an image for themselves there's a couple people there's um a a lizard man um there's the cat face man and i guess they all consider themselves if they're performers they consider themselves geeks though i could be incorrect about that so if you have a better better freak show history than i do (laughs) please do please say that yeah please yeah write us in um yeah so he eats everything and that's a actually a big thing in um, modern day freak shows is people who eat light bulbs and people who eat um insects Eh, i mean Mm. you can i mean everyone eats insects now yeah but specifically um eating light bulbs is a big one oh wow and screws and stuff yeah so um yeah insects is what happens in this episode as the um dr blockhead lifts up a jar of crickets crickets. yeah and the um the conundrum eats a bunch and then he he offers it to scully and scully takes one kind of eats it but then later on she kind of showed that Mulder that she palmed it which means Mulder is a or uh, Scully is a magician Scully knows magic <gasps> that's pretty cool Scully's I a hope, wizard uh, I hope that comes up later it won't yeah it will never fair. come up ever 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 again <laughs> ever because we don't get anything cool that's true okay so um, they uh, then they they separate to do research is that right I don't know, even know what Mulder's doing. Well, he we don't see him. He just comes back later and says, "I learned this stuff." About <laughs> I this learned thing. this. Uh, Scully goes to a museum of circus performing arts that's in the town, and she sees um, Chang and Ang. Yeah, I believe um, conjoined twins, and that's supposed to give you a hint about what's going on. And she also sees Jim Jim, the dog boy. Dogface boy, mm-hmm. who is a reference to Jojo the Dogface boy, who is a real, who was a real performer, Russian performer from with P.T. Barnum, and then she, the owner of the fucking museum. Yeah, this was really weird. 
is he's got some sort of facial abnormality, but I believe it's makeup. But the way they show it is really weird. Yeah, like it's only ever in a mirror shot. Which I don't understand what that's supposed to represent. And I feel I felt like it was really degrading. Yeah, it felt a little exploitative. Yeah. And like, you, oh no, we can't look at you straight on. Yeah, that was really kind of weird. Yeah. Or highlighting just that side of the face. Yeah. Like when we saw him not through a mirror, it was just through we that side of the face. We only ever saw that. Yeah, we never. And it's weird that, like, if you're hiring real performers, um, like the Enigma, like, why not hire someone else? Yeah. Who, well,. I don't know. Maybe it was just easier to slap some... I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he Maybe he did not have makeup. Anyway, what happens next is really cool. I kind of like this part because the owner of the museum is like, I know what you... You know, I've got something to show you. Mm-hmm. And he says, five more dollars. And he sends Scully into this room with a box. Scully opens it and there's nothing in. And then the, and then the exit sign comes on. It's like, now it's time to leave. Yeah. You got pooped. After she had to give him an additional five dollars. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually a real thing that happened. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So in um, circus shows and freak shows, what would happen is you got the opportunity one at a time to pay five dollars two dollars ten dollars or whatever to go into the secret room with a box or something and you're supposed to look in the box but the really cool thing and how it because the box is empty the really cool thing how it actually worked is a lot of the times the people who paid the money were scared or didn't actually open the box so when they were out out on the other side they told their friends about what they saw in the box Mm -hmm. And it kind of worked in this kind of roundabout way of people would keep paying money and no one would think it was a scam. That so is really cool. It's really, really funny, eh? Like yeah. a psychology thing. I don't think if I if I paid five bucks and I was by myself and I walk into a dark room with a fucking strange box, I don't think I'd open it. I'd be I, too scared. I definitely would open it. Would you? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm... Or I would pay and I would open it and then I didn't wouldn't want my friends to know that, like... I don't know. That you know they're lying? Yeah. What if you... Yeah. What if it's like an emperor's new... Or Emperor's clothing situation where... Were you going to say Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. Emperor's New Groove situation <laughs> where everyone turns into a llama, but no one wants to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that made me happy. Um, I really like that movie. It was a really good movie. It's really good movie. So when... Oh, what happens while Scully's doing that, I think... Is this where Mulder talks to yes, you? Yes, it is. It's our favorite line in the whole episode. Yeah, so Michael, or um, Mulder goes to find uh, Scully. Um, Scully, and the character, Michael Anderson's character, is under the tra- under her trailer, and Mulder's like, what are you doing down there? And he's like, uh, what do you think? I'm some kind of pervert? I'm fixing your plumbing. Um, and again, he goes through this tirade of, like, how dare you judge me based on yeah, how I love the dialogue. Oh, boy. And can you give me the the line? Yeah, so he basically says to Mulder, like, hey, you think you're hot shit because you're so fucking tall. Um, and then he says, what makes you think, or I'll have you know, um, that women find me surprisingly alluring. My, my size surprisingly alluring. Yeah, and then... Um, Mulder says, you know, men do as well. What does that mean? Mulder, what does that mean? Are you hitting on Are this guy? Are you hitting on him? <laughs> like, I don't... I don't know. That was my instinct. I, with the way the line was delivered. I don't know what he was... Was he just trying to get the guy to scram? So he just, like, 
was trying to freak him out? No, I don't think there's that. Is this like homophobia sort of thing? I don't think it has the the awareness to have that many levels. Because that's what I felt. Oh, really? Like that was a homophobic thing. I thought it was more just like, yes, I do find you interesting. But alluring. Well, yeah. I do want to do you. I want to have sex with you. I didn't think I didn't think really? that was it. No. But the line just played off awful. Oh, yeah. God, it was so really bad. Really horrifying. God. I'm um, going to record that and play it to you while you sleep. Why? Uh, how will you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, I have installed a camera. What? In your house. You have a nanny cam on me? Have, you know that teddy bear I gave you? <laughs> oh, no. Not Mr. Boo Bear. <laughs> this just got went to a really weird place, so I'm going to stop <laughs> where it's going. Okay, um, so yes. Mulder and Scully get back together. Yeah. And Scully says, I went to this museum, and Mulder says, I found out that the sheriff of this town was yeah. born in Albania and was a, went by the name Jim Jim the dog face boy. Was okay, first but he was a feral child. Yeah, he was a feral child and then he got like adopted by a circus and he went by Jim Jim and, and he was also he also was a dog face boy and that's a name for what's the hypertrichosis? Yeah, hypertrichosis or trichosis. Tri- trichosis, which um, is a uh, overgrowth of hair and everywhere. And Mulder's talking about fucking like canthropy? like Yeah, are like you canthropy. It is called werewolf syndrome. Yeah, but it's not but called like canthropy. Canthropy. <laughs> he doesn't turn into one. So I have a I have some problems with this. Yeah. Like every evidence of feral children ever has not they have not adapted as well to life in society. Oh as, yeah. As this TV show makes you believe. I mean. Like even the movie Nell was more realistic. Like, do you do you remember in your psych classes they talk about Jeannie? Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 I think she was French. Yeah. Um, she was she was God, she was chained to a toilet or something. Mm-hmm. She had no communication. She was in someone's house or garage or but she had no language skills, like and she was considered to be a feral child and like could not survive. Like yeah. had no language skills on that. And um fuck. How about like Casper Hauser, mm-hmm. like shit like that, right? Like yeah. we have these cases of real feral children that like cannot adapt to our society. So you're telling me this guy was a feral child and also had hypertrichosis or whatever, but now he's a cop and he's bald and he has no hair on his face. Yeah, hypertrichosis doesn't go away. It well makes like that. no makes sense. Absolutely no sense. But okay, X Files. That's fine. Sure, X Files. You have this one. Um, we're assuming your potato. Yeah. So they're basically they just they find this out and then they go peep at him in his backyard in yeah. the dark and they think he's like burying a body. Yeah. Uh, or bones because he's a dog face boy. That's offensive. That is offensive. Um. So they after he goes upstairs, they go and sneak in and try to see what he was burying. Uh. And they dig up something and he comes out and he says, "Hey, what are you doing?" And Mulder goes, "We're assuming your." And then he looks at it in his hand, your potato. And the sheriff says, don't you know, I have warts. So if you rub your wart on this potato. And bury the potato on a full moon. It goes away. And then Mulder whipped out his dick and then rubbed his dick on the potato. (laughs) Because he has genital warts. Because he has genital warts. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, roasted. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. What did they get out of this interview? Anything? 
Uh, no. Did it matter? Did this? I don't know if this matter. mattered at all. Was the potato thing supposed to be comedic? Yes. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Okay, good. I'm glad we established and this. And then what happens? <laughs> I wrote Chris Went Angel the... Mind Freak. Oh, no, no, no. You forgot about the little baby going through the doggy door. Oh, my Andy, God. You forgot Sandy Circus going through the doggy door. Oh, no. Okay, so back. Back at the, the, um... Trailer park. Yeah. With uh, Oogie, the imposter Oogie, and uh, what's his name? Michael, what's his Michael name? Michael Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the the conundrum is chasing Oogie. Because apparently to eat him. Yeah. Apparently to eat him. Oh, um, God. Oh, boy. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, and then Oogie runs through <laughs> the door, and uh, Michael Anderson opens the door, and the conundrum is there with a check pinned to his outfit. <laughs> send him like a kindergartner like a no owned a mom like pinned to the chest yeah like, i assume God it's a rent check damn. yeah i guess um, it's a rent check and then he leaves and there's noises and then um leonard comes through the doggy door the little the little twin guy the little brother leonard the little brother came there he just wants to find his house yeah he his gets body all house. right into michael anderson yeah all into it so again, really freaky. Yeah, that really was probably. that was probably the creepiest one. Yeah, for I didn't me, like I that one. Um, and then uh, Lanny just loses it, and the sheriff takes him to the drunk tank. Yeah, and then um, okay, let's go talk about Chris Angel Mind Freak because they're oh, like, yeah. oh, it, okay, so I don't understand the blood, the okay, so the blood on the nail that Mulder pulled out of Chris Angel Mind Freak was an O positive, was O positive, and that's it. That's all they have to go it on. Just it was the same blood type. Are you and then fucking the other kidding thing me? Was there was a pin embedded in Michael Anderson that was one of um, the pins from Chris Angel Mind Freak's kit. <sighs> and I don't really know how that got there, but whatever. It was pinned to. Well, he had. Oh, that it in was the hand. pin that was pinned to the conundrum. Yeah. Oh, because they pinned a little note to his little loincloth. <laughs> uh, so they go to Mister or Doctor Mister Blockhead, mm-hmm. and they go, and he's just like he's hooking his chest. Oh my god! Right, I forgot about this. And he says, and I quote, "This is a variation on the, I think he's a Native American or yeah. American Indian. I think he's an American Indian." Uh, Sundance, oh. where I hang uh, from these hooks, and I the pain is so much I that my soul leaves my body, my mind leaves my body, whatever. Uh, but, and well, hanging is a real thing. Yeah, I just and it is supposed to be like an existential, like like beyond the. I don't think it's connected to the Sundance, mm-hmm. as he so wonderfully put. And I don't think you're supposed to do it in your chest. I've never seen it done. Yeah, I thought it was the back. It was the back. It is usually the back. Oh, man. He just, he he mind freaked us is what he did. He mind freaked us good. Uh, And that's when I wrote, this guy is the worst. Yeah, he is the worst. And I guess it's supposed to be comedic. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Um, So Mulder and Skelly... uh, approach him and they try to like take him into custody he's like hey no you're the man what kind of like bs is this and he gets very political oh and he's like i gotta talk to my lawyer i am my own lawyer i represent myself (laughs) (laughs) uh and then um he runs off and then the sheriff has caught him by the strands sticking out of his chest irony hubris (laughs) hubris uh, okay, this then, is where we find little brother wants to find a new brother. Yeah. 
So basically, we this is where you learn that Leonard, like the creature, is little brother Leonard who's escaped from Lanny's body uh, and is running around because apparently, according to Lanny, he wants to find another brother because Lanny's not good enough. Lanny is very sad. <laughs> that would be the ultimate, though. Man, a little growth on you. Like, uh, I'm too good for you. So that's why he's eating through people's chests. He just wants to burrow into someone else's belly. Yeah, and that's why Lanny is stringing himself to death, because he's so lonely. He's just so lonely. Um, So uh, Leonard runs off, and Mulder and Scully watch him go, and then they go chase him into the Tabernacle of Terror. Oh, yeah, this was kind of cool. Yeah, this, okay, this part was kind of cool just visually. And like, creepy-wise. Yeah, oh, yeah, you were pooped for sure. And, and it's so funny because the, the creature, the, the build of the creature itself is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Super stupid. But it 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 pooped me. It pooked you good. It's, I know, I was sitting right next to you. Yeah, it was really gross. Like, it's just kind of creeps. It's like peeking <laughs> around the corner like, whoop, whoop. And it, like, scurries away, and it's just scurrying everywhere, and there's a mirror, and there's, like, false endings, and there's, like, crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, the scenes with Scully in the mirror maze are really cool. Yeah, it was. I can see how this was very memorable. Yeah, and the part where she's running down the hallway and Mulder slides down into her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she's like, oh, I just saw this thing. I shot in a mirror. It's 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 around us. Let's get out of here. And she's running down the hall. <laughs> Mulder just comes from nowhere down the slide. Wee! Yeah. And then the thing runs off and they don't catch it. They don't catch it, but someone else catches it. Yeah, the conundrum uh, we think he's done for. It Little brother goes for his neck and then later we find the conundrum laying down. We think he did, but he not dead. He's rubbing his tum-tum. He's just full. He ate little brother. He ate little So I guess little brother finally found a home. What is the, what was the line that made you say, shut up, dog boy? I don't know. Well, because that was my favorite thing you said. But, <laughs> oh, um, God. It was probably another thing like, don't judge us or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, no. I forget. That's okay. So, anyways, they, they established that they're not going to find this thing. It's probably just dead in the woods somewhere. Well, because they reference Chang and Aang. Yeah. And how one of them died and then the other oh, one yeah, died. Oh, yeah, because Lanny dies, but he dies from cirrhosis. He dies from cirrhosis. So they maybe because his twin died, They he just died. think, well, the other one's going to die out there somewhere and we don't need to find it or anything. That's fine. Can't survive long out of its body. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and then the blockhead, Mr. Dr. Blockhead and the conundrum are packing up and they're going to leave. And the blockhead, or uh, yeah. Chris Angel Mind Freak, Dr. Blockhead, continues to be an absolute douche. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they're heading off to, but they're heading off somewhere. Yeah, and then... Uh, Do you think they're boyfriends? Oh, I hope so. That is the that was the only thing that would redeem Dr. Blockhead in my eyes. <laughs> um, and then uh, Mulder asks if, the, if uh, Conundrum is doing all right, and he says, it's probably just something I ain't. That's his only line. That's his only line. And they're all like, you could talk. Well, they don't say that, but that's the gist. Ha 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 So funny, guys. So that was this whole uh, dark comedic episode. If I'm going to see how it sits with me. Let's talk about ratings. I rate on a spooky scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in it to see what this does to my psyche because I do remember the little creepy crawly thing. I don't <laughs> remember any context to it, but I do remember that imagery. Yeah. I am alone uh tonight my uh sweet sweet better half is gone 
So we'll see how I do in a dark, empty house. Today. Oh, I, I hope that you are not so pooped you can't sleep. I'll, re- I'll report back to you. Yeah, please do. <laughs> so right now, I'll rate it at um 3.5. Oh, that's pretty good. Out easy. of 5. Okay. Uh, I can... I think the only thing that got me to a 4.5 was Squeeze. Yeah. Because I do remember that, too. Yeah, um, for sure. So we'll see how I do with that. Okay. Oh, um, your rage scale, yeah, I rate on a rage scale. Oh, boy. You just sound more tired than anything. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> uh, so it goes from one to Excelsior's Day, one being like, no, nah, we're chill, and Excelsior's Day being like, this is garbage and I'm super angry. So I'm going to give this, I think I'm going to give it an 8.5. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like, definitely there are other things it could have done outright to push it over the top. Yeah. Um, but as it was, it made me pretty angry. It didn't make a lot of sense and it wasn't funny. I don't know how this was supposed to be a comedic episode. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, that's stupid. Yeah. Okay, let's do a personal X-File. Let's do a personal X-File. Make me feel better. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Okay. I referenced um, what the conundrum as the enigma. Yeah, because that's that, that actor's that's um, performer's that actor's name. performer's name. Um, his name originally was Paul Lawrence, but he does go by the enigma now. Now I in this article they do use he pronouns, but I'm pretty sure I'm I want to say he uses they pronouns or they use they pronouns. So. Um, I, I was trying to find what his pronoun what their pronouns are. Well, if we're not sure, it's probably best to use they. They, yeah. Okay, so even though this article uses he, but I'm pretty sure they go as they. Um, so the Enigma is a current dedicated body modifier, and that's their title. Uh, but they do a lot more than that. Um, they started in 1992, and the big thing that they wanted to get into was literally having the most tattoos, um, tattooing every part of their body. And that's why you see the puzzles. Mm. Uh, and it says, uh, the enigma began on December 20th, 1992 under that t- tattoo needle of Katzen, the tiger lady, another extreme body modifier who they would later marry and divorce. So you would see there oh, she is. Oh, yeah. There's a photo. She's cool. We'll post links to this um, the, yeah. this uh, article so you can all see the photos. Since then, they have ha- uh, they have been tattooed by over 200 different artists and has had many as 23 artists uh, underway at once. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see. The Enigma's extreme body modification includes horn implants. So, actually, what we see of them now is they've transformed quite a bit from from where they have started in 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, horn implants, ear reshaping, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's like a quite pu- neat. Is also it's like a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. They have their ear cut up like a puzzle piece. Um, although perhaps most notable is the full body puzzle tattoo that covers them head from toe, um, and the cool thing, uh, they also are a blockhead, so there's pictures of them with the, um, the, the, what's that called? This. A drill? A drill drilling into the septum. Uh, I don't know what that is. That looks like a welder. A welder is blowing sparks into their face. There's some chainsaw action. Um, 
uh, hook, hooking, that sort of thing. The cool thing about the Enigma is um, they are one of those performers who have began to take back the um, the freak show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a really degrading thing, and the original freak show performers did not get paid, or and they were abused, and they were yeah. kind of treated like slaves, um, and like kind of treated as like as things, as objects. And now there's a big kind of renaissance where these performers perform for themselves and produce for themselves. And there's a big um, renaissance going on in the freak show in the late 90s uh, and now, too, in Coney Island. So they're kind of taking it back. And the Enigma is one of those actors, uh, sorry, one of those performers who are kind of taking that back and taking back the word geek and freak. And and it's really, really cool uh, what they do. So definitely check out um, the Enigma's work. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. They do nail things uh, into their own body. And uh, check out Coney Island, like, freak shows. Just Google around. There's lots of cool stuff that's going on. And it's really great because a lot of times it's produced by the performers. Yeah. And that's really, really, really important. So, yay. 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 Uh, What do we do next? We do predictions. Yeah, let's do that. I think it's my turn to predict, actually. Is it? Yeah. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Uh, I'm getting in my position. Yeah, you have like a weird position you do when you read me the titles. You, It's kind of like... A frog? Knees tucked ass up. Knees tucked ass up. That's the way I like to predict. <laughs> Okay, let's let's do this. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Season two, episode 21. Oh, God damn it. It's another fucking word that I can't pronounce. The Kalusari. The Kalusari? The Kalusari. Look at that. Look, I'm covering up the... Oh, thank you. The Kalusari. That's how you pronounce it, right? I guess, yeah. This is bullshit. I get Dalt Calm and I get Kalusari and you get fucking Humbug. Anyway, that's the name. Okay, the Kalasari. Now, we do have to uh, be on the veil. Uh, I have to uh, peek. We peeked at this episode. Oh, yeah. So what did we see of it? There's a train and a small boy. There's a train and a small boy. That's how we saw. started playing when we were going to play yeah. another episode. So I know there's a train. I know there's a small boy. Yeah. Neither of those have to do with what I'm going to predict. <laughs> that's bold. That's a bold choice. I'm going purely based on the name. And I think... What the, is a Kalasari? I think the Kalasari... Is an occult Illuminati group. Okay, I like it. And I think we are looking at a Dan Brown situation. <laughs> is Tom Hanks going to be there? No, Mulder and Scully have to help uh, a historian or something like that. Uh, I think, yeah, it's like, I think it has to do heavily with like historical documents and like. Do they, do they have to say the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> please oh please please oh please oh please please please, so. please please oh please yeah i definitely think it's like it's like rooted in in history and like the calisari as this illuminati group like their ability to interject themselves into this okay but i have a question what how does the little boy in the train fall into that uh the you little, have to connect the cold open the little boy gets hit by the train 
Okay. And it, they, they suspect that it is um, the work of uh, another little boy. Um, who is part of the Calisari? No, who, no, they that they suspect, but they they're wrong. It's that's a um, incorrect. It is actually the Calisari who is behind the boy being pushed in, into the train. Why did this cult want the boy pushed into the train? Because he knew secrets. He knew many secrets. Yes, like the secrets of the Declaration of Independence of America. Yes, yes, guys. I just saw National Treasure not too long ago, and I'm really psyched about it. <laughs> I can't wait to watch National Treasure too. And I guess I can't wait to uh, watch this episode, I guess. I guess. I mean, it's, I, it, this is a shame because this episode, Humbug, is one of those episodes that are going to be memorable yeah. in the series. Like, we are going, by the time we're fucking in season fucking nine, we're going to remember this one. And the other frustrating thing is that, much like Jersey Devil, it has to do with things that we are interested in and excited about. Yes. And then the handling of those things is just so much less satisfactory yeah. than we would like. In case you guys didn't know, I was really into circus history. Yeah. I'm really into circus history. And, like, my sister is too. She wants to, like, fucking write. She has a master's in art history and fucking wants to write a book about the fucking Fijian mermaid. So, like, it infuriated me. Yeah. It really did. It was trouble. It would have been so good. And, and the monster is really cool, too, and I like that concept. I, it's just really, I don't know, Parasitic Queen is really cool. But it didn't, it didn't but the, hit like, for me. A, the attempt at comedy, and B, the, like, heavy-handed message of, like... And I don't even know what the message was. Yeah. Don't look at Scully's boobs, and also Mulder is attracted to men, but in a jokey way? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it fell flat, and it, it was a little tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, actually, if you liked it and you want to argue with us please 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 do you can go to double x files podcast at gmail.com and tell us why you liked it yeah tell us what you think we're always happy to hear what you think we're Maybe, not gonna be dicks about it or anything we're not gonna be dicks about it i mean we're gonna be dicks to one another yeah uh but we're never gonna be dicks to you maybe it was just like we're in the wrong sort of mood maybe kind of sleepy yeah also i just downloaded a pokemon going on my phone because it's available in canada now so i really really just want to stop podcasting and play pokemon go okay <laughs> <laughs> well we'll go get some mons okay um and you guys uh yeah email us you can reach us on twitter instagram and uh twitter instagram and facebook at double x files and um tumblr at fuck yeah double x files and if you want to be part of our snail mail club that's patreon.com slash thunderquack seven dollars gets you some sweet mail also alice and i have something really cool to tell you guys yeah. um on facebook or on actually on the web um mm -hmm. please look up ghost light vaudeville uh ghostlightvaudeville.com or you can look at facebook um Alice and I are fucking like producing a show, you guys. We're putting a, we're putting on a show. It's going to be a good old fashioned vaudeville show. Yeah, and uh, so we're doing it at the Columbia Theater in New Westminster. Uh, so if you live in the area, you might want to check it out. Tickets are on sale now, and it's happening September twenty second on a Thursday. The cool thing is the uh, Ghostlight Society and us are giving all the money that we make to Women Against Violence Against Women. And it's a really good cause. Yeah, and we're it really, really is. excited. Um, the I do want to tell you guys something super secret. Um, we have a fucking. We talked about this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. We have a fucking script from the revival that was Chris Carter's script. Yep, and he wrote things on it. 
And we have that, and that's going to be part of our raffle. Mm-hmm. So if you're a big X-Files revival fan, I mean, how could you not be? How could you not be? Uh, you might want to look in. You might want to come in and uh, spend some money. Yeah. Uh, and also we have, cor- uh, what do we, uh, not corner, we have forensic? No. What jacket do we have? Thought, uh, FBI jacket. We yeah, have FBI we've got jacket. an FBI jacket. So we have an FBI from the set. From the set, uh, from the revival. And we also have a poster, the I Want to Believe poster don- donated by the Backlot Project. Um, so all those things and more are going to be part of our raffle. You guys got to check it out, man. Yeah, it's, you know what? It's going to be a blast. I'm going to be, be cool. up on stage. Courtney's going to be up on stage. We're all going to be up on stage. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be a good time. I mean, it's going to be better than this podcast. So don't judge us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to be talking that prob- about that probably until September, so definitely check it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we love you. It's hot, and it's time to go catch some Pokemons. So, until next time, the, the truth, truth is, is out, out there. there. I really want to catch a Poliwag. Oh, they're adorable.